You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Welcome back to, as Desmond so eloquently stated, the Sewing and Growing podcast with Jay and Jay. This is the 52nd Correct. episode, right? I was thinking because the, it actually acknowledges the trailer as an episode on oh. iTunes and it throws me off, but, but full episode, number 52. 52. Awesome. We've been doing this for that. That's exactly a, a year. While. Yeah. It's a completion of a yeah, year. Yeah, we started this at this time last 52 year. 52 episodes wow. is a year. For the Sewing and Growing Faithful, um, I'd like to say I'd get you a t-shirt, but pat on the back, proverbial pat on the back is what you get through this podcast. Thank you for listening. And this week we have a guest uh, who has been on this uh, epi- show, epi- I was about to say episode, been on this podcast before, and uh, he's the reason why this podcast exists. He is our boss, our mentor, our pastor. And uh, we're producer. so glad to have we'll him call back. Him producer. He's a producer. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Mark Bentliff, thank you for joining us again. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. <laughs> one year anniversary. Congratulations. Ooh, thank you. On uh, your one year, your 52nd episode. And Thanks. I can just say that uh, from my perspective, you all are doing a, an awesome job. You've looked around and brought on some really great guests uh, that have shared some great insights concerning uh, just living a Christian life, living it out, uh, overcoming adversity, um, Christian business, a number of different subjects that uh, people are listening will help them very much. You brought humor to it. Uh, You brought some questions that people have to study out in their own mind. And so uh, (laughs) congratulations that you've been doing a great job. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) <laughs> so since it's the year anniversary, does that mean we get the rest of the day off? Celebratory? <laughs> no, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a cupcake with a candle and then nice. hey, we'll be good. on with hey, it. Hey, so. it's my birthday next week. It's like an early there birthday present. Well, we had you on and uh, especially because you're the pastor, we like to leave it open uh-huh. to what you like to talk about. And you just referenced that all of the word of God fires you up, but there's something that you've encouraged the church with and you keep encouraging us as a leadership team with. And that's about having a strong spirit. And that's kind of where we'd like to at least start yeah. this conversation. Uh, let it go different directions if that's where it goes. But that's where we'd like to get it started off with. Strong would you mind uh, yeah. starting us off on a strong spirit, Pastor Mark? Yeah, I would love to. You know, Proverbs 18 and uh, verse 24 in the Amplified Bible says this. It says, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear? And so, I mean, this is very profound in the day that we live in and really understanding um, that we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And so we may understand that a little bit, but uh, to understand that we are really, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. And um, that really in the fall of man, the thing that took place is his spirit. When we talk about being dead in our trespass and sins, the very life of God, the spirit of God was, man was separated. He died. He was separated from the life of the spirit of God. And when we were born again, right, we came into relationship with God, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in our spirit so that we could be strengthened from the inside out to live the life that God intended us for living any other way we're not strong enough to stand up against all that the world brings and has to offer us. So that strength from the inside 
out. Paul said it like this uh, to the Corinthian church. He said, it's a treasure in earthen vessels that the power might not be of us, but of God. So he said, when I'm being pressed on every side, it can't crush me because I'm spiritually strong in my inner man. When I'm persecuted, I don't feel like I'm forsaken. I don't have to give up because my inner man is strong. That persecution comes from the outside. That pressing comes from the outside. And so, you know, when I'm, uh, I, I can be perplexed, but I'm never dismayed. I might not understand everything that's going on, but I do know that God knows what's going on. And I have that connection with the spirit of God. So no matter what the circumstance, if I'm living from the inside out, right, I, it sustains me. It says in bodily harm. So even in sickness and pain, my inward man sustains me. And in trouble, uh, difficulties around me, I'm sustained or strengthened from the inside out. Nice. So you hear a lot of people talk about, well, I'm, I'm, you know, f- physically broken. I'm emotionally broken. I'm mentally broken right now. Do you think it's possible? And I think I know the answer to this to actually be spiritually broken. I don't think you can be spiritually broken. You can be spiritually weak, but the, the reason why you want to raise up your spirit man to be the most dominant force in your life is because if you're a born again believer, your spirit, from what I think, is can't really be broken, can it? Well, yeah, it kind of depends on the perspective here, but the Bible talks about a broken spirit oh, drives gosh. the bones, <laughs> right? So yeah. from that place, certainly we know now. There's a couple of ways that when you're born again, the spirit of God lives in you that can that that true essence of the spirit in your spirit be broken. But when we understand a broken spirit, that when uh, trespass and sin came, that your the, the, the relationship of the Holy Spirit in your spirit was broken. And so mm-hmm. if that's the life that sustains you, it even is a place where the the aging process, the drying of the bones can take place, but that strong spirit. So he said, he even says in this scripture that that, that weak or that broken spirit, who can bear up under that pressure where you right. where your spirit isn't whole. It's not being charged up and built up uh, to be the strongest part of you, then yes. And I think all the other brokenness mm. really seems harder, more broken if your spirit is wounded or broken or not strong. So I learned I, something new. Yeah. Your spirit can be broken, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have another question and it goes off what you went over. And I think I do this a lot. I assume that a lot of people know the difference between spirit and soul. I don't think as a church body, maybe our church body does because we've been well taught. Thank you for that. But Sometimes it's hard to differentiate those two, and especially when you get the heart in the mix. Uh, I'm even thinking of Adam and Eve when they they were spiritually alive from the start, but God told them, if you eat of this fruit, you will die. They didn't die in that moment, but their spirit died. Uh, and I'm thinking about working out. We're talking about a strong spirit that's similar to physical working out. When you work out physically... There's a thing called mind-muscle connection, right? If you want to target it, that helps. So if we're going to work out our spirit, how do people start recognizing where their spirit is or how to, you know, access that spirit to grow their spirit strong? So your spirit, the Bible talks about, is your belly. So I think that's a reference point. It's not actually 
your stomach <laughs> so core exercises <laughs> well core core is a very good go. good way to look at it it's, Plank your it's way something to the down spiritual. in in the very inside of you um you know just like your brain is not necessarily your mind because right. it has components you have your subconscious mind which isn't necessarily your brain or your intellect so we have the physical parts that the lord relates to so your your spirit man your belly is like the inward depth of where you are. Um, so he says, you know, kind of looking down around where your heart or your your belly yeah. is, there's a sense of of that. Um, as you feed on the word of God, uh, you sense something um, it seems like, you know, as, as I begin to, to learn to pray in the spirit, um, you know, it says your understanding is unfruitful. So in delineating that one time I was praying and thinking while I was praying and thinking, well, I'm not formulating these words. Where is this coming from? And there was a sense it was coming down on the inside of me, not out of my brain formulating words with my intellect, but something coming from the inside. So he said, out of your belly will flow flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the spirit. Yeah, it's something deeper than your mind. And I think you had mentioned it, the word of God, even Philipp, uh, not Philippians, Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God separates what is your soul and your spirit. And I think the way that's happened in my life is as I read something, uh, light comes and that light normally hits somewhere other than my mind. It's in a deeper spot and it's like, whoa. And even recognizing that and going into reading the word of God going, when that revelation comes, because I believe if you go in with a heart, that's going to be the natural result from reading the word, recognizing that's my spirit, you'll be able to tap into your spirit more often. Yes, I believe that the Word of God is alive. That scripture 4.12, Hebrews 4.12 says it's alive. It's quick. It's energized. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. That mm-hmm. the Word, it's only the Word of God that can penetrate even past the soul into the spirit. But it also says that this Word is alive and it's a discerner of the thoughts yeah. and the intentions of the heart. So we can think a lot of things mm. and say our intentions are right, but the word of God helps us know what our true intentions are. So it goes to a deeper place yeah. than just our our thoughts, you know, and and physically what we're thinking goes to a depth. The word of God always penetrates to the depth and and if you will the spirit of the matter because the word mm. is spirit and it's life. It's not That's just good. words on a page. It's mm. alive. That's very mm. good. This year you're knower, right? People say, you know, and you're knower. Yes. Uh, your conscience. I know we relate that a lot to your mind. Um, but a lot of times you just have, your conscience will tell you something and you're like, Hmm. And it's kind of a deep, for, at least for me, I kind of feel it down in here. And I can't remember which minister said it, but they said that your conscience really acts kind of like the voice of your spirit. I'm not sure that could just be their opinion, but it resonates with me a little bit because when something my when my conscience tells me something, it's not necessarily like a a a thought that I'm having in my brain. It's that knowing in your knower that mm-hmm. I need to do this mm-hmm. or I need to do that. It's a subtle a subtle persuasion from one way or another. So I don't know. Um, conscience being the voice of your spirit kind of rings rings home with me. Um, that's just a statement, not necessarily a question. <laughs> I don't have another we're, question right now. We're, uh, we're working it out. And another thing I think that's a good question to ask, if it's so important to have a strong spirit and to strengthen our spirit, what is the evidence of a church culture that has a weak spirit? What starts to be the evidence mm. 
of a body of people and a group that's called to have a strong spirit, but they don't? What are the warning signs? What do you start to see? Well, I think, uh, you know, Proverbs also talks about, you know, when you faint in the day of adversity. Hmm. And the Bible tells us to not get weary in well-doing because we'll reap if we don't faint. So many times as we go through the day-to-day difficulties of life together and we feel like we're wearing out, um, the pressure has just worn us out, then I think we're saying we're not building ourselves up from a spiritual perspective. We're trying to bear all the activity, all that comes in the world, uh, relationships within the church, all that. We're trying to bear it all ourselves, Physically. Uh, and physically and mentally, yeah. emotionally. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, as Dr. Avery Jackson, who had been with us, we're not filtering all that that comes through the knowledge of the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to help us interpret really what God is doing in us, even in the midst of that. So even that where we started out, where Paul told the Corinthian church that the the power that is in me is of God. And so when the church is hard pressed or adversity comes and it just, we begin to, uh, you know, split up and and move different directions or become very weary and tired, uh, then that seems to be winning over. But the strong spirit of a man And so even when we look at Isaiah 40, you know, God doesn't rest, God doesn't sleep. And he says that when we wait on the Lord, and that um, word wait doesn't mean to sit with our feet back in a lazy chair and see what God's going to do. It actually means to be, if we'll take time to be intertwined with the Lord, he renews our strength so we can run and not get weary. We can walk and not faint. He said, even young men who should have vitality will, will grow weary and even sit down on the bench and, and faint, get tired. But those who wait on the Lord will renew. They'll mount up with wings like eagles, right? They'll soar. Well, where does that come from? It comes from an inward strength of your union with Christ, which is, you know, like a whole nother subject of coming and strengthening ourselves in the spirit, our identification with Christ. What are we identifying with when everything goes on around us? If we're identifying with Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, then that power of God, that strength of God, um, mighty power, as the Bible says, um, strengthens us individually, but it also will strengthen the body. Yeah, I I know we had your former youth pastor on just recently, and he talked about revival. And we know that in the last days, times are going to be difficult and hard to bear, and that's going to affect the world, and it's going to have a temptation to affect the church. And if the world is wore out, tired, got to quit, and the church is just the same way, then there's not that church arising in that dark time. It's so important, even in these last days, that there be that distinguishing factor of vitality, energy for the long haul of what God's called us to do. I agree. Amen. Um, As a, just a church member, I think it's easy, well, easy in theory to be uh, exhorted, edified, built up, especially by you, our pastor, others around us. Um, But we, we read in the Bible, it says that, you know, that David had to learn to encourage himself in the Lord. And just you being the pastor, it's probably, you probably had to learn how to do that. Um, I want to know just maybe some keys of how you build yourself up. 
because you don't have always the luxury of just, hey, let me schedule an appointment this week with my pastor. I know you have <laughs> spiritual father figures and people that you pull from, but on a weekly basis, I feel like you're in that position of where you're having to encourage yourself in the Lord and make sure you're spiritually strong without pulling on a bunch of resources that might be more available, available to us as a lay person yeah. or a person in the church. So how do you do that weekly? Weekly or daily um, or hourly. Weekly and daily. <laughs> Again, drawing from what other other ministers have said and then embracing that. The seed of the word of God, um, when received into the heart, will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. So when somebody talks about rejoicing in the Lord, we can either say, I don't feel like rejoicing or say, wow, that's important. God said it. So, you know, laughter, uh, it's a good medicine, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So sometimes when I don't feel like it, I have to rejoice. And I find that when I do rejoice, it turns over. So praise, you know, yeah. The whole congregation doesn't want to hear me sing, but um, singing. Thankfully, God, our Father, wants to hear me sing. Getting into my car or the shower or walking around my house. Um, My wife can tell you this, my daughters, even when I wake up in the morning, uh, I love to sing praises, right? And so my genre builds me up, may not be what is somebody else's, but there's songs that have ministered to me most of my Christian life. And so I sing those, I get into the word and then I pray in the spirit. The Bible says that a man that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, encourages, charges up, builds himself up. And so many times we think about prayer for others, prayer, interceding, all those things. But really simply, he said, if you just take time to allow the Holy Spirit in your spirit to generate life, you build yourself up. The Bible says uh, in Jude, you build yourself up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. So there's a number of things, but those things come from what I've learned from other ministers talking about these are important things and you, I've embraced them uh, and they've produced fruit in my life. I'd like to ask a follow-up question and I know it might put you on the spot, but you talked about these things. Is there a time or season in your life where you faced adversity and you could just tell this is a time where I acted this way because my spirit was strong or I took a season of time to build my spirit and that's how I got through this season this way. If I understand your correction, do you have... No, I, you sit, tell me what you think he meant and then I'll tell you what Either I think one. He meant. Sorry, I didn't ask it super clearly. Maybe ask it one more time. Okay. A season a or an way. example of your spirit being strong and you getting through a season of life. Okay, I can give you, maybe this isn't what you're saying, but I have come on a season season in my life that I'm thankful that the Spirit of God was there for grace and mercy. A difficult season of my life when I wasn't as spiritually strong as I thought I was. So what you're saying is you came upon a season and you knew I probably should have been spiritually strong for this, but God's Thank grace God. and mercy was there to get you through it. Right. So it may have been a time where I, you know, we can use exercise or lifting as a an example that once, you know, at one time I could lift so much weight, but if I take a long time off or I'm comfortable with that and I come back to it, I can't press that much weight. So whether it was a season like that or the adversity that came, but, you know, there was a season where we lost a number of loved ones who were very, very close to us. And so it didn't crush us. 
but at the same time, it was a lot. And I had to learn. And again, from that perspective, it affected my family. It affected the church. So in the, the responsibility of leading the church through something like that, you're not feeling like I can just be crushed here, but you're feeling pretty crushed. So how, how to navigate that? The only place that I could go to strengthen and to keep leading in that adversity was to go just in what we talked about, to go to the Lord, to pray, to ask a lot of questions, um, you know, just maybe as, as David would do in my time, why is this happening? What is going on? How am I going to do what I feel like I need to do when I am feeling like I can't make it another day? How do I lead others? And every day I had to draw, draw strength for that day. You know, there's sometimes where you feel like I got strength. I can just, I can take the world right now. And then there's sometimes you're like, I need strength today. Yeah. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm thankful that your mercies are new this morning. You need daily bread I need strength, strength for every today. day. So that was a time when it, every single day, it was a matter of finding a place, rejoicing when I totally didn't feel like rejoicing praising when I totally didn't think there was anything to praise about in the natural. But when you start praising the words that come out of your mouth, you start to realize why I'm praising. He truly is great. He truly does know the beginning from the end. He truly does have me in his hand. So when you start praising, you start out of your own mouth realizing, though my situation is bad, God is really, really good. And that doesn't register as much in your mind as it does in your heart or your spirit. And when it gets there, it begins to work from the inside truly out to your emotions and your thought life. Yeah. Well said. Thank or you. Or it seems to. I'm, I'm just saying for me. In that no, that's, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. What I think is interesting is when it comes to those times of adversity where you feel crushed and broken, we're always reminded of the simplest truths that we usually learn as kids. And I think that's why part of the reason, there's many reasons why we're supposed to have childlike faith. But I think of when I was in children's church, you learn that God loves you, that he's good, that he has a plan for you. And we tend to always want to go deeper into the meat of the word. But sometimes that milk or that those things that we learn like a childhood is in childhood is really what's going to sustain you in those times. Because when I'm broken, I'm not researching the third heaven, right? right. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm focusing on the basics and the simple truths that God loves me and he's still good. So I just think that's always interesting. It's so important uh, to not be so quick to move on from those, what we would say, childlike concepts, because they are really are what, what's going to sustain you. So I had a follow-up question just to the testimony of what you shared on how Difficulty, adversity hits you, losses of loved ones that you hold so dearly, and it doesn't crush you, but it might perplex you and it's going to cause emotions that are not laughter and joy. Uh, does a strong spirit, when you have a strong spirit, does it eliminate all those bad emotions? Because in the Bible, it says that blessed are those who mourn and to weep with those who weep. Where is the fine line where you don't fall into despair, but you also embrace you know, the sadness that may need to be there may even be a godly expression. I don't know that you can put a, a marked part on it, but you know, one, it doesn't eliminate the emotion. 
Okay. Right. Nothing. We are created as emotional beings. We talked about this not too long ago, but uh, how we, by the Spirit of God, manage those emotions. That's good. So that our emotions can be uh, bright in our life and bring spice and enhance our life, yeah. not be a detriment to our life. But yes, I don't think you're going to overcome those emotions. And there is, the Bible even says, you know, that there's there's a place of grief and mourning. Season. But there is also, as you stay with God, there is a a moment. I don't know that it's the same for every single person, which is always a difficult, you can't <laughs> put a formula, you live by faith. But as we mourn the loss of a loved one, we we process those anoint uh, those uh, feelings, those emotions with prayer and thanksgiving that the Holy Spirit then begins to give us the oil of joy yeah. for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So he, again, being with him strong spiritually, he transitions us out of mourning to joy. He transitions us out of heaviness through praise, right? So you can't access that emotion that overrides the other emotion without being spiritually strong to pull on his joy in the first place. Yes. Right. So I think maybe a a more accurate term, you know, we talk about being spiritually strong, maybe dominant is a better term because, you know, I was thinking to be spiritually strong doesn't mean you're not mentally strong. You should be mentally strong and emotionally strong, but not dominant. I mean, it's, it's what has most control. So I can be mentally strong and still be spiritually dominant. And I think that's mm. really a key. All three aspects of you need to be built up and be strong. Yes. But what you focus on the most and what is has the most dominance is really going to dictate the outcome of certain situations. Right. And contrary to popular belief, right, you can be physically strong and mentally strong at the same time. I know yeah. that if you're too strong, they think that you're not very smart. Uh, and I don't know exactly where that came from, but you can be physically strong and mentally strong at the uh-huh. same time. The thing is, is yes, you and, and they work together. If I'm mentally strong, then I'm also thinking through my mind how I'm going to work out to do the best for my physical body. Right. So when I'm, when I'm physically strong, what I reason in my my thought life, I also have the physical strength to accomplish it. Yeah. So they're all working together. I agree with that. And spiritual strength, natural strength, mental strength, they all go together. But which is leading the way? Which right. is dominant? So we're, we're working on all parts of our being at the same time. But which one do we allow to lead the way? So when we're yeah. following the, the spirit, if you don't know anything... It's going to be hard to know how we're going to navigate that. Right. If you don't, uh, if you have no strength, your strength is weak. You'll faint in the day of adversity. So we're right. working on all parts of our being, but if right. we strengthen our spirit or grow, and know that the spirit man leads the way and is right. dominant. So yeah, and, and the spirit of God leads our spirit. You know, I don't really see much uh, in in the word about him leading your mind. It's always about leading your spirit. Your spirit's connecting with the spirit of God. So, you know, if you're trying to connect your mind to his spirit, it doesn't necessarily work that way. So being spirit led by his spirit, let, you know, I'm just kind of reiterating what you said, helps uh, everything else fall, fall in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you yeah. got a question? Not specifically. I just have some thoughts rolling around, but yeah. I'm going to just yield to our guest. Anything else that I know we've asked a bunch of questions, but yeah. we're nearing the end what? of the podcast. 
what would you want to wrap up or summarize as the thought? Or we can go right into the wisdom of the day if it's time. Or you could just tell us what's the number one contributing factor to a strong spirit, in your opinion. Well, there's two because they go together. Can't be two. Can I guess what they are? (laughs) I want to just give it a shot. Uh, The word of God and praying in the spirit. Yep. Nice. Right. Because the word is spirit. So it's alive. So the word has the same spiritual DNA as your born, same born again, your born again spirit. So when you're taking that in, it's building up the life of your spirit man. And so, and then when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it activates all of that that you're learning in the word. He's the one that leads us, guides us, teaches us, uh, interprets basically that word that we're reading into life or or the action or the strength that we need to live it out. I think of what Paul said that uh, the Holy Spirit moved on men of old when they wrote those scriptures. So if you pray in the Spirit before you read the Bible, you're communing with the author before you read the Word. And then if you follow it up with praying, you're just processing with the author, which is a great honor to be able to do so. And that's going to build you up. Yeah. Spirit word sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you say that, you know, just an example, uh, a gentleman who's written many books. Um, I came to know him personally and had spent some time with him uh, at one point in time and got, felt like I got to know him fairly well. So we were going through some of his books and the people who were going through those books said, you know, I have a question about this. And so I answered the best I could, but I said, well, I know the author. Let me call him That's and awesome. ask him a question. And so when I called uh, and asked him the question, we got it straight from the author. Yeah. Right. Any confusion, we got it straight from the author. So when you say that, we have a relationship with the author of the book. And right. so if we have a question, we can go straight to the author. Very well said. Yeah. I'm at a great spot for moving into the wisdom of the day. How for about sure. you, gentlemen? Yeah. Awesome. Do either of you want to start? Uh, I'll start. I'm um, just on what was just said, uh, the two most important factors for a strong spirit, reading the word. And praying in the spirit, and I like what you said. Pray with the pray in the spirit, commune with God, read the word, then commune with him after he he uh, helps reveal things to you. But I'm just thinking about how, you know, we know that the spirit of God confirms the word with signs following. And a lot of times we just think like those are miracles and everything. But you know, the spirit reveals what the father says. The father speaks to us through his word. So if we have those out of order, again, I'm not saying that praying first isn't isn't out of order but if we only read the word or if we only pray in the spirit we're, we're only get, like you said there's two contributing factors there's only, there's only one part of the equation so if i just want to be deep in his presence all the time but i have no word he's not revealing anything to me because i have no no word that i've read uh so it's so important to get in the word so the spirit can actually have something to reveal to you it's good um if that makes sense Yes. It does make right. total sense. <laughs> That's my wisdom of the day. <laughs> I, I would say my wisdom of the day is what you said. I I agree that sometimes it's a good distinction to look at dominance, that it's okay to be physically strong, it's okay to be s- mentally strong, but ultimately our spiritual strength should take dominance over those other two areas. I think that was a great point you brought up. So in line with that, but what both of you said um, – you know, we have, we're made spirit, soul, and body. And so our soul, our feelings, our emotions, um, they will get stirred up. M- many, many things 
hit our emotions uh, daily that will try to to lead us. Uh, our thought life, someone has said we have 6,200 thoughts every single day. And so our thought life can go off. But when we uh, feed our spirit, our spirit becomes strong, then we're able by the Holy Spirit in our spirit to captivate every thought, bring it captive. We're able to manage our emotions so they're not a detriment to our life, but they're there. And so a lot of people think supernatural living is from the outside, those signs and wonders and miracles, which we love those. But uh, I believe that supernatural living, at least in part, has to do with when you're dominated by your spirit, you're able to manage your emotions, captivate your thoughts. That's truly the natural man without the Holy Spirit can't manage those very well. They're led by those. But when you have the Holy Spirit, then you can manage those, and that's supernatural yeah. living. And from that, power is released or anointing can be released from yeah. the inside out. Amen. That's good. Awesome. Well, it is our practice, and we'd like to invite you to pray us out of this podcast, Pastor Mark. All right. Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you uh, and celebrate one year of J&J's <laughs> podcast, uh, believing that uh, through you and uh, by them, you're ministering to hearts and lives uh, as people listen to the wisdom and the humor and the insight that comes uh, from these podcasts. So we just pray you uh, continue to give them insight and wisdom, uh, people that they can bring on that will continue to share the wisdom of God, the goodness of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for every single person listening, Father, we pray that they would be strengthened within their inner man by the Holy Spirit of God, that that strength would sustain them in times of trouble, in times of sickness, in times of difficulty, that they would be strong and not faint in the day of adversity, so that they will see and be able to reap the harvest that they planted in good things for their life. For you said that we would reap if we didn't faint. And so the enemy endeavoring to weaken them through circumstances of life, weariness of the day-to-day, uh, in and out. I pray that you would strengthen them by the Spirit of God in their inner man. I pray that through that strength, they'd be rooted and grounded in the love of God, that you they would draw their sustenance, their life, their strength that produces fruit from the love that you have for them. And a realization of that, that even as Paul said, I can go through anything, sickness, health, life, death, uh, poverty, uh, different, any different kind of time. And none of that can ever separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, my Lord. So I thank you, Lord, that you strengthen them by the spirit to be rooted and grounded in love, comprehending that love and able uh, through your strength to take on adversity, trouble, and trials and come out the other side with the victory that you've given them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure having you on. Yeah. People thanks, who are man. listening, stay spiritually strong. And I know he just said that the congregation doesn't want to hear him sing, but I'm here to tell you he has a good voice. I've heard it. He was in choir. So. I almost started singing. I sing praises to your name. That's what I think of you singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that. You come early on a Sunday, you might hear him sing. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Next year. Next year. Just well, recording these podcasts. Yeah. You can wait till next week. But. <laughs> <laughs> Here's then. Yep. On the Sewing and Growing Podcast with J&J. &J.